podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to the first Stat Me Up for 2024. So, ladies and gents, speaking of 24, we're about 24 hours after the Newcastle game, where the Reds still sit top of the tree. We've got the Cups coming up as well, haven't we? We've got Arsenal in the FA Cup at the weekend. We've got Fulham into midweek, and then we go on a break. However, something tells me the Reds might not just be jetting off to Lanzarote, as many others are hoping to. And... Because it's the first stat me up, ladies and gents, I am delighted to say, as ever, I've got Ben Boxat with me, ready to give me the stats, the figures, and give us some info. So, Ben, happy 2024. How are we? Yeah, happy 2024 to everyone as well. I'm all good. Uh, I think we can't really complain about how the 2024 has been so far for Liverpool. It was a pretty dominant performance, and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Where there's nowhere we can start apart from literally last night, wasn't it? Anfield, a 4 2 victory. I mean, crazy to say or think now it was nil nil at half time. But Salah gets two, misses a penalty. Gapo gets one, an interesting sort of scuffer, shall we say. And Curtis Jones gets a, a tap in. It was great to see the Reds sort of get those tap ins at the same time. I mean, there must be so many here, Ben, but from a stats perspective, what were the sort of the big positives from this one, would you say? I mean, I think obviously the one that was going viral on uh, social media is, is the XG record. Uh, yeah. And you set me the challenge ahead of this podcast to see whether Liverpool have ever come close to it. Uh, I can reveal they, they kind of have. I think they got a 5.87 Wow. Which is, which was up in the top five of all time in the Premier League. And, uh, that game was against Leeds United, um, a six nil victory in 2021, I think. Mm. Oh, no, 2022, I think. Yeah. So it yeah, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't last season. It was a season before we, we've battered Leeds twice in, in quite recently. Obviously last wow. season it was six one. It wasn't mm. that game. It was a six nil the season before that. Um, so yeah, they've, they've come close to it before, but other than the XG, I think that the dominance overall was highlighted by the amount of touches Liverpool had in, um, the opposition's penalty box. So that they had a touch, I think overall it was 63 touches in Newcastle's box, which if you average it out is a touch every 1.4 minutes. So, you know, that, that's pretty incredible. And it shows you the dominance Liverpool had. Um, yeah. We were all over them. And 
Um, you know, I think Newcastle were very flattered by the scoreline. To be honest, four two doesn't really tell the whole story. Yeah, it seem it does seem crazy that at one point we remember in the stadium thinking, "How the heck is this three two? We battered them." But we, we, I mean, we did miss chances. There's no two ways about that, and there was some sort of guilty in the other. But an overall great team performance. I mean, stats wise, I'd probably bet money on where you're going to go with this, but we'll find out if I'm right. Man of the match. I mean, it's a difficult one because I think there was quite a few standout performances. Obviously, Mohamed Salah was really good. Yeah. Uh, barring that penalty miss, which is becoming a little bit of a worrying trend for me in terms mm. of you know the pe- amount of penalties he's missed recently. Uh, Luis Diaz, I thought, was brilliant. He completed the most dribbles on the pitch, five, which is the most he's completed in a single game this season. So wow. that was really encouraging to see. I think he was back to his best. I thought Endo did really well. Um, I, f- I think uh, you know there was a lot of good performances. Diego Jota's cameo, yeah. But, uh, for me, it's got to be Curtis Jones. I just think he was just—it was a pretty complete performance from him. He completed all his dribbles, which was two out of two. Completed all his attempted tackles again, two out of two. You know, he made the most recoveries on the pitch, won the most duels in midfield. And on top of that, you know, he scored a goal as well. And I think, yeah, for me, it was a complete performance from him. And I think like you, you, you asked me ahead of this whether he's the first name on the team sheet. Yeah. I think, I think he has to be at this point. I think at a certain stage in the season, it would probably would have been Dominic Sobosai in that midfield. He mm. would have been the first name, but there's no denying he's, he's kind of dropped off a little bit. Obviously, he's got, a hamstring issue now yeah. that I have to deal with. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But for me, I think Jones is now ahead of him in the pecking order. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. And I, I suppose, because a lot of people will have it in their strongest midfielder, that it's Jones on the left, Zabosley on the right, but there's no way anyone who dresses it up at the moment can't have Curtis Jones in that that starting lineup. I mean, it just is. It's great the form he's in. And I know you tweeted about it at the same time, but that XG, 7.3, like you said, or around 7.3, and then 5.87. I mean... I know I didn't ask you this, but it just feels when you hear it, that seems that's well above normal level for the Prem, isn't it? For what Liverpool generate when you sort of look at the stats, isn't it, realistically? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think in general, Liverpool generate between three to four XG. If, in, in, on a good game, that is, you know, yeah. that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the kind of games where when Liverpool score three or four goals. Uh, so yeah, it is. It was a 
big anomaly, but I think it just highlighted Liverpool's dominance. It, it was one-sided, really, apart from the rare occasions when Newcastle went forward and, and scored. And I think maybe the sort of goals were kind of led to sort of lapse in concentration because Liverpool's defence didn't really have to do a lot in yeah. this game. And, and maybe that's why they came about. Maybe a bit of fresh frustration played into it. You know, with, with not being able to score as many as you would have liked at certain points in the game. But I think overall, Liverpool can be really satisfied with the underlying numbers. And, and if this is how, you know, you start 24 and, you know, you start the year, how you're meant to go on. And, and if this is how Liverpool go on, then it's going to be a really exciting year for all of us. Yeah, 100%. People talk about it as the statement performance, didn't they? And like you said, even, Newcastle, it's just, it's still strange to think how they scored two goals, but they did, strangely. Now, this week, Ben, it's the start of almost the, the cup weeks, isn't it? It's the sort of Arsenal on the Sunday, which leads into to Fulham before we hit that nice little break, which probably isn't the worst thing for Liverpool at this time, especially with Salah away. I mean, Arsenal away in the FA Cup third round, you probably couldn't have got a worse draw, in all honesty, you know, from what you're, you're looking for realistically. Hit us with some big FA Cup stats around the third round or even Arsenal. Is there anything that you can sort of give us reassurance on or are we looking at not the best reading, shall we say, what we're talking? I mean, on a positive note, I think the last time Liverpool didn't get past this stage of of the competition was in 2018-19, which was a while ago now. Mm. Obviously, that season Liverpool did all right in in terms of you know, winning a few trophies, particularly the Champions League. So, you know, no complaints there. Got close to the, very close to the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a good year for Liverpool, even though it sort of started with disappointment crashing out of, of the third round of the FA Cup. But more specifically, when it comes to Arsenal, Liverpool's record is not great in the FA Cup. The last time Liverpool played Arsenal was in 2014 in, in February. Um, almost 10 years ago, pretty much. Yeah. Um, at that game, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain actually scored and he got the assist. Wow. For Arsenal, of course, not for Liverpool. Wow. Uh, Arsenal won 2 1, so with, with his two goal contributions. And interestingly, Nicolas Arteta was also in the pitch for Arsenal. No um, way. So, you know, he's got experience as a player of beating Liverpool in this competition. We'll, we'll see if he'll get that experience as a manager as well. But yeah, in, in terms of Liverpool's recent record against Arsenal in this competition, again, it's not it's not very promising. The last time Liverpool beat Arsenal in the FA Cup was in 2001. <laughs> and uh, they've only played two games between 2014 and, and 2001, apart from those two games. So overall, the last four, Liverpool have lost three and won one. Um, but it, it you know a- anything can happen, so I wouldn't take too much from that. Although it is quite interesting how Arsenal seem to have a sort of superior superior. I, I can't I can't say it now, but seem to have a sort of advantage over yeah um, Liverpool in this competition in recent history. Anyway, definitely yeah superiority. No two ways about it. Then. 2001, I might be making this up, but that's probably the Owen final, wasn't it, as well, where Michael Owen scored that double in the sort of yellow and blue kit. So, God, like, yeah, all that way back. I mean, Michael Owen was quite young at the time. And 
naturally the things that people are going to suspect, and it could be right, could be wrong, around this tie coming up with Arsenal is, will we send the kids largely in the second string? I mean, is your gut telling you with the Carabao coming up and that being a semi-final and the nature of that, Fulham at home, do you think it will be the, the sort of quite a few kids on show or a younger lineup, shall we say? Yeah, I'm I'm expecting that. I think you you got to rest a few players. I think they'll it'll be a mixture of of sort of senior players and and a few academy players. You know, you it's Arsenal, so you still are going to put out a few of those yeah. senior players as well. Uh, I think it will depend on Jurgen Klopp. Obviously, we'll get feedback from the fitness team, who's at most risk of an injury. They'll probably not play that game, and they'll be safe for the Carabao Cup game. But yeah. You know, whoever's at the least risk, I think will still play this game because uh, I think Klopp will still want to get a result over Arsenal. But certainly I think the priority will be the the League Cup game midweek after that, just because it's a home game, you know, it's the first leg in, in, in the semi-final. You want to get a bit of an advantage. You want to be able to yeah. maybe rest players in the second leg as well, given Liverpool have pretty intense schedule uh, towards the end of January and the beginning of February so yeah ideally you want to get that wrapped up at Anfield and uh, yeah for, for that reason I think pro- they'll, they will prioritise that semi-final game Which makes sense because one gives you a far better chance than the other doesn't it of getting to Wembley and even if you beat Arsenal there's still a long way to go as it were it will be interesting to see and aside from the other considerations probably one player that we we know he's off to, to AFCON. I mean, it was unreal the other night, wasn't he? Mo Salah, absolutely unreal. Two goals, one assist, missed the penalty, but Newcastle just couldn't handle him. Simple as that. And it, it, the records, again, it's just, it sounds terrible. It's just a standard season. We almost expect it now, don't we? Wish we shouldn't, but it, it was an unbelievable performance. I mean, probably looking almost beyond Salah for a temporary period, Ben. When we look at the stats, is, do the stats tell us is there a, a best combo to replace Salah, a best way to mitigate it, why it's out? What do we sort of take from what we can see there? I think, you know, if 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 we're looking at the stats, your best bet to replace Salah's numbers in terms of goal contribution is, is the man who's just come back, you know, Diego Jota. Liverpool have missed him in, in this last month. I think he's missed about a month of football. But you know, his underlying numbers are really good. He's averaging a goal contribution every 87 minutes for Liverpool. Um, you, know, I th- you know, he was involved in two goals last night. So yeah. you can see uh, he hasn't even started a game since he's come back and he's already got three goal involvements, winning that penalty against yeah. Newcastle, getting the assist as well and, and scoring. So, you know, that's that's probably the best bet in terms of, you know, the, the, the goal contributions. He's also got the best goal conversion rate for Liverpool better than Salah marginally I think there's only a point percentage in terms of who's got the better goal conversion rate but yeah overall I think you know Jota's come back Jota's come back is very timely for Liverpool just as Salah's about to go he'll yeah. probably, he'll definitely be able to minimise his impact and then on top of that you're just kind of praying for Darwin Nunez to finally you know get his underlying numbers in tune with his actual output uh, and if you can do that, then Liverpool won't be complaining. You know, I think it's encouraging to see Diaz back to his best. Um, no goal involvements yesterday, but 
I yeah. you know, his overall performance was good. Very unlucky, I think, with with the goal. It was very marginal in terms of the offside decision. It was the correct decision, but but still unfortunate. Mm. And obviously, Cody Gakpo getting a bit of form as well, which is encouraging. So it's not looking as bleak as it was looking, I think, maybe um, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. You're still, it's still a huge loss, and obviously Salah's going to be missed. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yes, it did. Either way, we need those all all those boys realistically to step up. And like you say, with Darwin, conversion would be great because it felt like his XG was about 27 alone last night, realistically. So, yeah, let's hope for that one. And then the other takeaway, I mean, Joe Gomez, it doesn't matter where we put him. He just seems to excel at the moment. There's no two ways about that. I mean, is there any, like, I'd say stats, but is there any player, like, when you look at Liverpool history that we've had or even recently that can play that centre-back, left-back and right-back to such an accomplished, le- accomplished level, sorry, because no one's springing to my mind at all, but you might well be telling me different here. No, I, you set me this challenge and I couldn't really think of anyone. I think maybe Jamie Carragher, but I don't know if he was yeah. that competent in the full-back positions, maybe when in his younger years. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he made his debut as a left back for Liverpool and obviously played quite a few games as a right back as well. Um, so yeah, I, he's the only one that I could come up with and think of. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really think of anyone else. Yeah, I think it was a, a while ago Carragher made his debut because he almost, remember he played, he got that yellow card, he scored against Villa, didn't he? I think he almost started it. Holding midfielder, which is crazy to say to me, but he has got one more on Joe Gomez, and like say he's been left back there. But yeah, I mean that that just shows. I think if, if we put Joe Carragher as important, Joe Carragher, Joe Gomez as important as Jamie Carragher in Liverpool's history, that's a big, big footnote, isn't it? Realistically, so fingers crossed. We're saying that, and then I suppose the only other thing coming up that that Fulham. Two-legged, because I mean, we were chatting about it. A lot of people are thinking, "Oh, is it the is it the one-legged?" This is the last year, as they're saying, of the two-legged tie switch. Anfield first, Craven Cottage second. So, hopefully, Liverpool go there with a, a good lead. That would be the hope to get to Wembley. I mean, what does history tell us stats-wise? Do we get on well in these two-legged semis, Ben? Are you giving us hope, or is there anything that history works against us at all? 
Well, I regret to say it's not the most promising in terms of recent history for Liverpool. Looking at the last sort of four times that Liverpool have been at this stage, um, two of those were Liverpool were eliminated in the semi-finals. That was in 2016 and 17 by Southampton and 2014 yeah. and 15 by Chelsea. Um, then, of course, there was one final appearance in 2015 and 16. So they got through the semi-finals that year. Uh, and then most recently, I think that that would be the, the most encouraging one was, was the, the, the season that Liverpool actually won it. Um, yeah. Get into the, to the final and, and, and winning against Chelsea. So, yeah, I think um, overall, out of four semi-finals, one victory is maybe not the best, but it was the most recent one. So there is some optimism. And you know, if if we're looking at who is left at this stage of the competition, Liverpool have to be the favourites, and I think that's probably another reason why they will take it seriously and, and they're all yeah. going to start the year on a high and get a trophy because we saw how much how inspiring that can be for the players and how it can sort of be a catalyst for more success and you know sort of drive them towards glory almost and and, and I think the League Cup is a good opportunity to do that and I think yeah I, you know even if you know other season hasn't been successful but mm. on the own cup um, you know, I think Liverpool can make this a sort of habit almost again. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a great start on a springboard, hopefully, I'd say, for, for something else, maybe something bigger. I mean, we talked about it a short while ago that we, we do think it'll be the, the strongest lineup, which is naturally going to bring questions about who starts in probably the, the midfield more than anything and the, the attacking-wise. Who do you think will get the nod, shall we say, if it is the strongest lineup for that one? Well, I think, you know, Jones, as we said, he's probably yeah. the first name on the team sheet. I think this could be an interesting game for Harvey Elliott, potentially starting on the right wing. You know, it is his former club. It's where he started True. out. So, you know, there'll be an added incentive for him to do well. Um I think it could be one of the first games that Diego Schotta starts as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to be used against Arsenal. Uh, I think Klopp might rest him and sort of save him for the Fulham game. Yeah. Almost. I think, I think the Arsenal game is almost screaming of Darwin Nunez and his chaos, you know, with the kids. He, he can cause a bit of mayhem. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of expecting that. And then, uh, probably, you know, it'll be, between Diaz and Gakpo, who's sort of deemed the most fit to, to play that uh, Arsenal game and, and who misses out, well, one of those will then come into the starting eleven against Fulham. Yeah, it is, it is. I suppose it is tough to predict. And the one thing you kind of alluded to earlier, we still wait for an update on Dominic Sposla. He was supposed to have his scan today, wasn't it? So it's, it's difficult to say who's definitely going to be available for that Arsenal game, which will probably then have the knock-on to the Fulham game, but we should find out in the near future. And the only final thing really to, to say for, for this one, because we did want to touch base with you guys in it in 2024, because there is a lot going on, is in the next coming week or so, me and Ben will be putting together a transfer window special because... Naturally, I know all of you look out for, for Ben's tweets and information as I do about 
players that Liverpool are linked with, the stats, what brings them to her, who could fit in certain positions. And we'll all have our various opinions, won't it? Whether you want a left-back, a centre-back, a hybrid, a number six, a new attack, whatever you want type of thing, me and Ben will run through it all. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled in the coming week for that one as well, ladies and gents. So, 2024... A positive start. We will see what the week of the Cups bring just before we get towards the nice little break that will suit the Reds and everyone else. So all it really leaves me to say, as ever, is Ben, thanks for the time. Thanks for the stats and the insights. It's much appreciated, pal. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoy that. Good stuff. And ladies and gents, for the first time in 2024, that was Stat Me Up of Media Matters at Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.